So I want to ask you a question. Recently, what have you been thinking about that you would like to see changed? You know, as you're going about your day and you're doing your thing, what are you thinking about? Like, you know, if there could be change in this area, my life would be so much better. You know, maybe just to the point that you're laying awake at night and you're thinking about it and you're thinking about these ways. And what I find is that when I can't come up with any really good ways, any ways that I feel confident in, I start to get angry. And the more I dwell on it, the anger continues to brew and brew. And I find that oftentimes the source of my anger is I don't know how to get my way. And so I'm going to try to think of some way just to push my way through. And although there is such a thing as the righteous anger of God, I find that most of my anger is the anger I experienced when I was two years old. And, you know, I didn't get the cookie when I wanted it or as many cookies as I wanted. And there's so many things in my life that I want to see changed. When I, when I think about it, I, I mean, I, I think about just, just about everything I'm involved in. You know, this church, you know, there's some people in here and you know who you are. That I'd like to see changed. You know, in every, I, I work for two different cities. You know, I'd like to see some change there. You know, my kids are involved in the school. You know, oh, there's some things I'd like to see changed there. And I can just sit around and, and think about it and think about it. But when it comes to our anger, Scripture talks about that over and over because of this. Anger can destroy us. And Scripture teaches that anger can be a foothold for the devil, okay? That's your enemy, by the way. That's the one who wants to destroy you. And so what he wants to do is, he wants to get you thinking about it, okay? And he wants to tell you about what you deserve and what you got rights to. But I want to share something with you. As you walk through this life here on earth, hear this, you will not escape suffering. You will not escape suffering. Now, I think it's good to work for positive change, okay? Do that. Don't just lay down, okay? Do stuff. Do what you can do. But I find that most of the source of my anger is the things that I can't do, right? It's the things that I, I can't, I, I'm not in a position or I don't have the ability. And so those are the things that I, I try to come up with ways to try and force things. But what I'm doing there is I'm actually taking a bait. I'm taking a bait of the enemy to draw me into bitterness, to draw me into action that would harm other people. You know, because what's the two-year-old do when he doesn't get his cookie? Okay. You know, he goes up and punches grandma or something, you know? I mean, we're just thinking we want the cookie. Well, you know what? We do it as adults. We, we, we're not thinking about it because we're solely focused on what we want. And so what can happen is we start saying some mean things to people that are in our life, right? Well, why? Well, because they deserve it. Well, I got news for you. We all got sin. We all do things, okay? And so if you start having people tell you, you know, um, what a bum you are every time you do something you shouldn't, it's going to get ugly. 
So, so how do we get through this life without letting anger control us? I want to look at a scripture that talks about that. And we're going to look at several different ones this morning. But the main one we're going to look at is found in the book of Psalm. Book of Psalm. And this was written by David. And this is a short one. It's just eight verses. But we're only going to look at two verses. I really want to focus on these two verses. Um, In Psalm chapter 4, verse 4, I'm going to read 4 and 5, it says this. It says, don't sin by letting anger control you. Catch that word letting, okay? If anger controls you, and and here's what can happen. If you let anger get to the point down here on the road, it feels like you can't control it. It feels like it is in control of you. But I want you to hear this. We let it. Let me give you an example, okay? Uh, Road rage. This is one of those that uh, I I use this because this impacts a lot of us. I mean, uh, no matter what your personality, many of us have kind of experienced some of this. But here's what I find when it comes to road rage. If I will stop myself at the very beginning, you know, somebody does something dumb, maybe they're not thinking, maybe they just don't care, you know, they're in a hurry, whatever it is, they do something rude. If I will stop right there, a few minutes down the road, I'm good. I'm really not thinking about it. I go on to something else. But if I react to it and I'm like, oh yeah, (laughs) I can do something rude too, okay? And then they do something rude. And then it's like, oh, 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 it's on now, right? And then we go down the road and and, and what do you find? I mean, people literally will shoot people over stuff like this. How does it get that point? You make choices. So I want you to hear this. You need to spot this. When it starts to build up in you at that moment, when you mark it, whoa, my blood pressure is rising. You've got a choice right then. Are you going to let this take control or are you going to stop it right there? And by stop it, I don't mean that, oh, you just forget about it and you don't think about it. Because many times these are things that impact your life. But what do we need to do? Well, the the scripture has something to tell us about that. The next sentence says, think about it overnight and remain silent. So the first thing it says is, stop yourself, okay? Don't just charge out. <laughs> you know, when I look at um, when, when I have reacted, you know, like let's say on the road or something, and all of a sudden I, I react. Never, not once, have I later on, a day later, sat and thought, you know, I'm really glad I did that. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't let that guy or girl get away with that. You know, I got right out there and I did something about that. Not once. You know what? Usually I think I'm like, "Ah, why did I do that? You know, I got kids in the car. I got, you know, maybe the other there was up there. There was kids around you, whatever it was. I'm like, what? Why did I do that? Uh, I find that when I react, okay, out of emotion quickly, I mean, rarely. Rarely. Now, there may be times where you need to do something. There's a dangerous situation. God's given you adrenaline for a reason, okay? There's times that you need to step up. But usually, that's not the case. Usually, my will was derailed, okay, by somebody else's will. And all of a sudden, it was, oh, yeah? (laughs) My will's more powerful than your will, right? So that's what he's saying here. He's saying, whoa, oh, stop, okay? Remain silent 
and think about it overnight. Now, is that going to solve anything? No. What's the next thing he says? There, and notice uh, there's this interlude, okay? Uh, in the New Living Translation, it says interlude. So there, there's kind of this uh, silence, and then it says this. Offer sacrifices in the right spirit and trust the Lord. Now, I want you to catch that trust the Lord, okay? Because here's what I want to tell you. This life is not about you being happy, okay? This life, the point of this life, is not about you avoiding suffering. It's not the point of this life. The point of this life is that you would trust the Lord. It is the entire point of this life, that you would trust the Lord. And because that is the entire point of life, that you would trust the Lord, I want you to hear this, the loving God that created you, that loves you, that wants you to come live with Him forever, has created a place for you, He is going to allow you to go through some suffering. He's going to allow it. Now, He's going to provide a way through it, but I want you to hear this, He's going to allow it. I, I want to go to a couple scriptures that talk about this. They're very short scriptures, but, but they really um, bring this to life. The first one I'm going to go to is in Numbers 21.6, and this is when Moses was leading God's people out of slavery, okay? They're out of slavery, they're headed to the promised land, and while they're out there though, they encounter some suffering. They encounter some bad stuff. Life isn't just great and easy, and so here's what they do. They start complaining, oh God, why is this happening? Well, what does God do? Does he say, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, two-year-old, here's the cookie. No, no, no. Here's what God does. Verse um, 6 says this. Or I'm sorry, yes, verse 6. So the Lord sent poisonous snakes among the people, and many were bitten and died. Then the, then the people came to Moses and cried out, we have sinned by speaking against the Lord and against you. Pray that the Lord will take away the snakes. So Moses prayed for the people. Moses is a godly man. He loves the people. He prayed for the people. What did God do about it? Verse 8 tells us, Then the Lord told him, Make a replica of a poisonous snake and attach it to a pole. All who are bitten will live, and they will simply, if they simply look at it. So Moses made a snake out of bronze and attached it to a pole. Then anyone who was bitten by a snake could look at the bronze snake and be healed. Now I want you to catch this. Notice what God didn't do. Is that what Moses asked him? Did he say, God, provide a way? He said, God, get rid of this. Is that not your prayer when you're going through something? God, get rid of this. God, get rid of that person that it keeps coming through. Yes. That's not what God did. God left the snakes. God left the poisonous snakes. Now, He provided a way for them to be healed. Okay, If they're bitten, they look up at this replica 
And they're healed. God provides a way. They don't have to die. But I want you to hear this. The snakes were still there. Now, we live in an area where we got a few snakes. We don't have a lot. Um, but I remember I, I, when I lived in Texas, I worked for a guy who would go rattlesnake hunting. And one day he said, hey, Kirk, want to go rattlesnake hunting? Sure. Sounds like a great time. So I'm thinking we're going to take some guns with us and, you know, see a snake, shoot it, something like that. No, we're going to take a pole and we're going to put it on top of its head. Then we're going to slide our hands around its head. We're going to pick it up while it's live and we're going to drop it in a gunny sack and carry it around. Yeah, sounds like an even better time. So we go out to this place and there's this rock ledge and I don't know, maybe it's 15 foot high. And I, I mean, it's as wide as this wall right here, something like that. And in four hours, we catch 18 rattlesnakes. They're like everywhere. But the thing was, when you walked up, you couldn't see them. You'd be like, oh, this looks like a nice place to have a picnic. I think I'll put my, you know, sandwich down right here. But I mean, all these rocks and so on, there were these poisonous snakes that could kill you. Not fun. And so you can imagine uh, the God's people living out in the wilderness, and everywhere they go, there's these snakes, and they're reaching up, ah, you know, and grabbing you everywhere you go. This is miserable. But God doesn't remove it. Right now, you've got some things in your life, and you're like, why, God? Why? Because He wants you to learn to trust Him. If there are not things in my life that are difficult, that I can't change, you know what I do? I find a way myself. You know? I'm independent. Hey, that's the American spirit, right? Figure out how to do it yourself. And then keep on going. That's not God's way. That's not the point of life. And so I want you to hear this. Sometimes God will remove things, okay? So it's not wrong to pray for that. I'm not saying that at all. Sometimes God will remove things. But I want you to hear this. Sometimes he's going to say, son, daughter, I'm not going to remove it, but I am going to provide a way through. And I have to make a choice at that point. Am I going to get mad? Well, you didn't give me what I wanted. Or am I going to trust the Lord? Because here's another part of this. In that psalm, Psalm 4-4, before he said, um, trust the Lord, he said, offer sacrifices in the right spirit. Why are you here today? Are you here to try and get some favor with the big guy upstairs? Because maybe he could do some things in your life and make it a little easier. I want you to know that that is the path of every other religion on earth. That's what it's about. You're trying to get favor so you do some good things that they want. Here's what you know, need to know about the one true God. And by the way, th there are other powers out there. They're, they're demonic, okay? They're, they're evil. There, there's one true God that loves you, that created you, that's in control of everything. And you need to know this. There is nothing that you have that he needs. Like nothing. The reason that he's involved in your life is because he loves you. He wants your heart. And what that means is he wants you to trust him. He wants you to have a relationship with him. And so because of that, God is not going to take away all your suffering. As a matter of fact, 
the way that He provided life for you is that He went through suffering Himself. I want to look at one more scripture, just reading one verse. Um, it's going to be in John three fourteen. And what's interesting about this is um, even if you don't know much about the Lord, you've probably heard John 3.16 at some point. That God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. But right before that, there's some interesting verses. Um, it says this in verse 14. And as Moses... This is Jesus talking. And as Moses lifted up the bronze snake on the pole in the wilderness, this is what we just read about, so the Son of Man must be lifted up so that everyone who believes in Him will have eternal life. The path to life came through suffering. Okay? God didn't turn from it. God embraced it. Okay? Because Jesus was God. He embraced suffering and through that, we have life. Now, does that mean I go out and look for suffering? No, don't do that. And, and there are certain parts of the church they really focus on that. Listen, there's enough suffering in this life. You don't need to look for extra. You don't get bonus points for it, okay? You don't need to do that. But on the other side, there's also a part of the church that says, uh, if I do the right things and if I pray in faith the right way, all suffering is out the door and I just walk in peace and prosperity. Okay. You, I mean, you, you basically, you've got to become schizophrenic at that point or something because that's not the reality of life, okay? You are going to walk through suffering. Does that mean God won't remove things? Yes, He will, okay? I've seen Him do it in my life. But does that mean that He's going to remove everything? I want you to hear this. It's not true. However old you are right now, okay, maybe you're younger and you're thinking, well, life's a little rough right now, but I'm going to get through this rough patch and then this is going to happen. And I'm going to get married and I'm going to have this great job and, you know, things are just going to go blah, blah. I'm sorry. That is not the case. As soon as you get through this thing right now that you're thinking about, and by the way, in five, ten years, you'll probably forget about it, okay? I mean, five, ten years ago, there were things swimming in my mind, and I was consumed with them, and now I couldn't even tell you what they were. I'd have to sit around and really think about it. So in five or ten years, you're, you're going to forget about this thing right now, but I, I want you to know there's going to be something else, okay? You know, that, that person that's so difficult in your life right now, they may be your really good friend in a few years. But that other person that, that you're not even thinking about right now, they, they may become really difficult because your wills may start to clash for some reason, you know? Maybe you're working in the same company with them. And right now, you're friends with them. You know, they're your peer. You're getting along. You're both talking about how you want to, you know, stick it to the boss. And things are great. Years down the road, one of you may get a promotion. The next thing you know, you're in competition. And you're like, that dirty... He used to be my friend. I, I need to tell you that that's how life's going to go. So what's the point of it all? The point of it all is we don't look to remove the suffering. We understand what the point of it is, which is to trust God. So go back to the things that you want changed. What do you need to do? You need to ask God. God, what do you want me to do in this? God, what can I do? And you trust God. God, what are you trying to teach me through this? Because maybe God does want to bring about some change, but He wants you to do it in a different way than what you're thinking. And maybe He's going to tell you a different way. You know that person that you want to go give them a noogie, you know? 
God may be saying, I want you to go friend that person. Are you kidding me? They're a jerk. Nobody likes them. Yeah, I just want you to go start being a friend to them, start complimenting them, you know, bring them a Twinkie in the morning, whatever it is, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the love language of some of you, I know. <laughs> whatever it is. Trusting God means we ask Him, and then we obey and we walk with it. If you're looking for a way to get rid of your suffering, I'm sorry. And I know there's teachings out there and whatever. It's not going to happen. It, 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 but there's coming a day when it's gone. And the day is when we're with the Lord. But right now, we got to learn to trust Him. Because if we can't trust Him now, we're not going to trust Him later. And we're going to ruin it for everybody else that's up in heaven. So if we're going to be ready for heaven, we've got to learn to trust right now. So I want you to take that thing you're thinking about changing. And instead of just thinking about how you can drive your will and make it happen, I want you to ask the Lord about it. Lord, uh, ask for change, okay? Ask the Lord what you can do and then just trust Him in it. And ask Him, Lord, is there something you're trying to speak to me in the midst of this? And then receive that. Lord, thank you. Um,